You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is Debbie and I'm here with Christy and um, our guests for today. Okay, so here's what I was going to ask Christy. Um, so school's been going on for a bit, you know, but you have a student in your house that has late arrival. Oh yeah, you're one Whitaker. Okay, <laughs> I was like, I've got a couple of them. Where are you going with this? <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. And you said it bugged you when... Um, uh, which I love this about you, by the way, your little energy. But it's just a little, you get to look into Christy's mind a little bit. Oh, yeah. So it was. I allow you into my brain. <laughs> in You're her brain. welcome. It's a fun place. <laughs> um, so you said that it was like you're going, he's, so he worked out, which up at 530 yes. when he has late arrival. That's insane, yes. by the way. Well, he's not doing that anymore in his late arrival days, though. Oh, okay. He so that. he went to go work out at 530 and then he came up at 730 he's laying well, on the his, couch. Well, his friend was like, he didn't have late arrival. So he was like, oh, I'll go get coal and we'll go work out. Okay. And that's why. But then he came home and was like, yeah, we're not doing that on later to rifle any. <laughs> and so he's like laying on the couch and um, Chrissy's like, okay, there's something wrong. It makes you very, mm-hmm. um, explain the feeling. Like, you feel like, I feel like he's lazy. Like he's lazy. Yeah. Even though he got up at 530 yeah. and worked out. I know. He was, okay. Yeah. So I need you. I, I am wanna, very I hear, messed up, Debbie. Yeah. No, you're not messed up. Messed- I'm just intrigued by this. <laughs> Yeah. Well, when you're raised with a dad that tells you that you need to be doing things and not sit around, like it's hard to rinse your mind of that. And so that's been a struggle for me. Like this summer, I was like, allow them to sit on the couch. It's okay. Like I have to walk. So it's a family origin thing for you. Like it's totally ingrained. Yeah. So you're trying to deprogram so you don't. Uh But your kids are very active anyway. They're super active. Right, which is really stupid that I think that. Oh, (laughs) I wasn't going there, but you said it. No, I mean, it's ridiculous. And that's why I have to tell, like, I have to walk myself off that ledge every time I see it. Like, it's okay. We were just gone for eight hours a day. They should be able to sit on the couch and relax. Like, but to me, too, for me personally, I don't sit on the couch very much because I feel like I should be up doing things. Why am I doing, why am I sitting, like, why am I sitting on the couch at seven o'clock at night? Well, why can't you sit on the couch at seven o'clock at night? Which makes you a very productive person. Which I but am. also mean you are very productive. Yes. That's what I'm saying. You are a very productive person, but I guess it does mean your brain doesn't stop no. probably, right? No. It just goes. Which is why I love going out of town on the weekends because then I can be like oh, I don't have to look at anything. Like I don't have to think about laundry or groceries and it's awesome. So for me, getting out of town is like super happy. That's a big deal for you. Huge. You really do because sometimes like sometimes for me on vacation, I feel like it's not as much. It's more work. Oh, I no, can't I, relax mm-hmm. as much in somebody else's space or whatever. And But you're saying it's the opposite for yeah. you. Yeah. Well, somebody to... else's space is my mom's space or my grandma. Like, okay. it's family space, so it's safe space. Okay. So there's no judgment in that mm, space. Yeah. And I always joke, too. Like, if you're judging me, you're the only one that cares because I don't care. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's good. <laughs> You know how long it took me to get there? I still have to work on on that space. So do you not struggle with this at all? Or are you good with your kids just sitting? Like, do you don't ever go, hey, two hours of gaming or three hours of whatever? You don't, that's not in your wheelhouse. Uh, 
for me, it's more what do we have to get done if everything's done? Yeah, chill as long as you want. But if things aren't done and we're delaying them, like they need to be done, which there's a bit of procrastination we all do, like I get, right? But if things are done, I'm actually pretty, pretty chillax about stuff. But we did things like, you know, we never let Joel have the PlayStation. Like this is the first summer. This is the first time he's ever had like his devices and his playstation in his room okay yeah so yes. it was always in the middle of the living room so mm-hmm. we would hear all his conversations and so sometimes i would he'd be talking to his friends and i would pick up his headphones and hey everybody he's like mom oh my mm-hmm. gosh stop mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like mm-hmm. mess with him mm-hmm. you know but um you know so we put up little i guess blockades to where i didn't feel maybe i would feel different if he was off in another room somewhere for hours on end so i guess do you have a pet peeve with your kids like that kind of stuff that you have to walk off the plank at the end of the summer um they'd had enough rest jamie and i were working hard and you come home in the dishes oh i didn't even get on to him the day before but then i'd had it i was pretty much like mm-hmm. okay you guys have so those kind of things. that was not your tone Okay. No. <laughs> I'm gonna call baloney on that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was below. I was. This was my tone to all of you. Yes. Which is my so real funny. tone was a bang on their bedroom doors. <laughs> yes. Good. Yeah. Get their and attention. Get out mm-hmm. of your rooms. I think we all have those moments, right? Where it was. I don't know. It depends on like how you grew up and how you see and the age of your kids. Your kids are. I will say our our structure of our house was much more busy when our kids were younger. Like you oh, have, yeah. whereas my kids are older college kids. They have friends coming in and out, whatever. But sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. They're on there, like watching their. Yeah. I mean, it's just different. It's a different feel. Mm-hmm. It's not but we're loud. still wired, though. As a mom's in the heart of the home, you're still wired. Your home, even as Whitaker has his friends come and go, and. Really does. I'm still like, oh, are we being productive? But I'm. I count productivity too. Is go be social. Like I hate this stupid phone. Oh, okay. Like I don't like it. Like go be social. Go do things with people. Go walk up to the park. Go do places. Go do things. Yeah. Um, Funny Xbox story. I'll never forget. Creighton was downstairs and he was playing Xbox and I was like, oh, he's been on that for so long. And I happened to peek my head in and he was just like, oh, I killed that guy or I killed somebody. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. He's killing people. <laughs> and then the next thing was like, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I was like, oh, well, at least the guy said thank you on the other end. So, I mean, we have manners. He was helping a friend. He was saving his friend from certain doom in his Xbox game. <laughs> okay. So we are here today with um, Amory Lindig. Hello. Hello. I know we're so happy to have her. We've had her a couple of times to talk about um, preschool kid stuff, but we've had it as an expert. As an expert, this is different. Yes, this is different. This is personal. Yes. Today we want to um, hear her testimony, for lack of a better word, and also just how she grew up, how she mm-hmm. ended up where she is. Because we're continuing our journey stuff. of getting to know ministers and people at our church that run programs. That's right. And so that's what Anne Marie does. That's and it's I been do. doing it for two decades now, right? Yes, yes. Even was, before that, you were a teacher, but yes. two decades here at our church. I've been an educator longer than I was ever a student. So isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's, that's so good. Kind of means I'm getting older, but <laughs> no, yeah, you're getting that wiser too. Like yes. you just shared earlier, she shared with me. I took notes on what I should do in a situation in my life. So I'm very mm-hmm. thankful. Oh, good. Yeah. So you keep she giving does it have away. a lot of wisdom. Yes, 
So tell us about you. How did you, did you, were you raised here in Texas? Let's start big and we'll work down. We moved to Texas when I was about seven years old. I was born in California. Mm. And so I spent the first six years, seven of my life in California. Then my dad got transferred to a job in Plano. And so we moved to Plano when I was seven and then lived here in the area ever since. Because you were in Plano. Christy was too. Was yeah. it J.C. Penney or EDS? No, um, uh, I think it was called Rockwell International. Oh. It was. Okay. This um, is back when, I mean, we were Frisco was all fields, right? Back when you guys yeah. were living in Plano, growing up, like there was nothing. 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 We had our field scary. parties right here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's true. Oh, yeah. we joke you about. about that. Oh, remember that field party over there? And remember that field party? Yeah, you guys right. would drive up and have like a bonfire or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, or no fire, just our, lights. Just neighbor lights. in our house in Plano was Kathy Ci, who eventually yes. became mayor here in um, Frisco. But at the time, they had just a little bit of property out in uh, Frisco, and we would go and have like a you know go out to the country and do mm-hmm. like a campfire and it just seemed like it was so far away mm-hmm. and yeah so frisco was nothing 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 wow. no plano wasn't much of anything either yeah. when we moved either so yeah, yeah that was small so then um you graduated from planner senior high so did i 94 not 94 no <laughs> earlier 94 though i didn't know we were fellow wildcats yes oh look at us my graduating class at um plano was bigger than my husband's whole town yes yeah well because plano was on a surge like we mm-hmm. i had 1600 kids in my graduating class wow and so it was that and well, it was always it's bigger put than... all the seniors together on a campus too they only Junior have seniors, seniors. seniors and seniors or whatever mm-hmm. But that's all that was on that campus. Yeah, juniors and so and yeah, so it made the classes really big because yeah. it's not like they were spread over four campuses. Mm-hmm. They were all yeah. All just like well, there's one. two campuses: Plano and Plano East. Mm-hmm. At that time, you mm-hmm. had Plano East though, right? Plano East. Plano East rest. opened up when I was like a junior or senior, maybe right at that point. Yeah. But yeah, before then, it was just. So were you inside Central Expressway? Like, was there much on the other side, on the east side of Central? Do you remember? Well, there was old, the town, old downtown, but Plano. I even. Mm-hmm. Maybe just that one road yeah. going through there. That's interesting. I love it. Okay. That's awesome. So many people. Yeah. And Laura Lester, too. No, yeah. she's Lufkin. Yeah. She's Lufkin. That's how you know her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there are other yeah. Plano people around here, though. It's just that with such that's a big class, you just don't know them oh, as much. Right. I didn't know. Like, I knew Shelly to my right, and I have no idea who was to my left, even yeah. to this day. Yeah. Like, who's that guy? I don't know. Do you yeah. know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're graduating when you graduate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So then you go off to A&M. Mm-hmm. Went to A&M mm-hmm. and uh, studied education and met my husband um, my second year at college and um, started dating off and on and then got engaged in my uh, senior year. Yeah. Now you went just right over that off and on thing. Is there yeah. something we need to know about Michael? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> But, you know, it just took a while before, like, we were actually boyfriend, girlfriend. We were yeah. dating. Friends. Yeah, friends. Yeah, I knew him before that. Yeah. We were friends and then started dating and then became. I've known you a long you know, time. It didn't... I was like, is there a story I'm about yeah, to learn? Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> what church did you go up to grow up in Plano? So um, that's actually part of uh, my faith story is that my parents um, grew up catholic um as children they went to catholic school and so then when they moved to california they really didn't 
go to any kind of church. And so then when I came back to Plano, my mom started going to her first Bible study ever based on a neighbor's invitation. And so through that Bible study, then my mom actually um, came to faith in a personal way and, and made a decision for Christ. And um, so my mom was looking for more of, of a church that would help her grow in that way and didn't feel like the church that they were attending was really doing that for them. So they actually began to go to this, um, it was a Episcopal church in Garland, of all mm. places, um, and it was semi-charismatic, sort of, mm-hmm. kind of, and yeah, so it's kind of a weird mix, and so they started going there, and they had a very active youth group, and, my, and they would do these musicals, and my dad saw a musical that was done there, and then that kind of started his faith journey and so for my middle school and high school years I went to an Episcopal church in Garland oh that's cool Mm -hmm. yep it was very good I learned a lot oh of course Mm Very nice. So I always say I'm a denominational mutt. I was born, yeah, <laughs> I mutt. had you were Catholic around. and Episcopal and Lutheran and even a little Methodist stint for a little while. So, yeah. So And at A&M, where did you go then? At A&M, a, a little bit. We went um, to Methodist for a little bit because it was the one we could walk to across the street. And um, then when Michael and I started going together, we went to a Baptist church um, in College Station. Mm-hmm. So very cool. Yeah, but then we started going to a Lutheran church when we got married, and so yeah. But you are you're all over I, the place. I am. I have a lot, and so then when I um, then our neighbor um, invited us to First Baptist when we had moved here, and we were here in Frisco for a couple of years, and then we started going to First Baptist. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. so it's yeah. been, I would say, twenty five years we've been attending church here. Wow. Yeah. So, so you graduate A and M. Any high, any highs or lows at A and M we should know about besides meeting Michael? <laughs> that was a high for sure. Um, no, I had a really good college experience. Had really good friendships, and um, uh, I enjoyed the whole college time and my mm-hmm. friends and all of it. Um, my I'm sure my mom thought we were joining a cult um, when we went to A&M and it came back and told her all the <laughs> it traditions. It does sometimes appear yeah. that way. Yeah, because yes. nobody in my family had ever been to A&M, where my husband Especially back lots then. Of, Things have changed a lot, yeah. but back then it did feel yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we got married and lived uh, in an apartment in Dallas and started looking for a job, so I was doing a lot of substitute teaching. So I subbed a lot in Allen. And that's mm-hmm. where I ended up getting hired and had my first eight years of my career in Allen. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, nice. yeah, I loved Allen. It was great. What what grade did you teach? Second grade. Oh, little people. Second grade's the greatest because they've learned a lot, but they're not too big mm-hmm. for their bridges, and they still love their teacher. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it was great. So then how did you then start loving preschool or get plugged into the preschool here? Well, I think really it was after I we moved to Frisco ISD and I taught in Frisco ISD. Loved that as well. What Did, school were you at here? Um, I was at Christie. Oh, okay. And then I took a technology job, facilitator job. So I was at Christie and at Anderson, and so I split my time between those two Where's campuses. Anderson. It's in Plano. It's across one twenty one. Mm-hmm. I don't know that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I taught in between those 
two campuses and then uh, decided we were going to have a third child and decide I would stay home. So did that for until she was like a year and I'd never ever not taught before. And so um, I got uh, hired or actually some I was helping in mops doing mm. mopettes or something just to do something, something. with Alyssa and uh, uh, Deanna Beck had told me about sunshine, working at Sunshine School and so mm. that's how I first started teaching so I taught in the threes no in fours I'm sorry taught in the fours for three years that's what I meant to say <laughs> taught in the fours for three, three years yeah. and um and that at that time we were building the north building and at, we decided to expand the program so um Kay and um Regina um came to me about opening up Sunshine Academy they were our director of children's ministry for the church Regina was the children's ministry yeah and I think that Kay's title at that point still was like nursery coordinator or something like that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um so yeah they came to me and yeah I don't even remember it really being much of an interview but more of a we think you should do this kind of thing and so I had no idea proved yourself proving yourself at that point yeah matter of fact I had gone to a women's retreat at Pine Cove and I remember uh, the speaker was a lady named Donna Otto, and she had talked about um, just asking God for, t- instead of just making decisions and asking God just to bless them, mm-hmm. was to actually, you know, go to God. Mm-hmm. And I had... Before you make the decision. Before you make a decision. And I had already agreed to teach. This is before they had come to me about doing the director job. And I had already, you know, said, sure, I'll be teaching again. And I had never even prayed about it I was just like sure I'll do it again sure I'll do it again and so I remember praying about it at that time and she we had a time at at that retreat where we would go forward and um, take communion and she said something to me like um, something I don't even remember exactly the words but don't be afraid to say yes to what God has for you or something, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I'm supposed to tell you this, one of those weird mm-hmm. kind of moments. And so then, cause I had prayed and asked, am I supposed to do this? I guess about just being a teacher. And then after that, they came to me about being the director. So I was like, okay, I guess I can do this. I've never done that. Mm-hmm. And so, so there was That's a lot awesome. of learning involved. I'm in sure. That. Yeah. Well, you kind of skipped over to like, Oh, now we have a third child. Oh yeah, I guess so I should say maybe that. Maybe we should, should go, go back, back to one and two. Yeah. Have you ever heard the joke though? No one. And you said I think we plan to have a third child. Yes. And I remember having my third child, and people being like, "You know, people don't plan for a third child." And I was like, "That's rude." <laughs> <laughs> that is. Well, yes, we had Nathan. Um, so Nathan is twenty-eight. So we had Nathan and. Um, then Aaron three years later so Aaron's 25 and then um waited a little while to have Alyssa and so Alyssa is 20. Well wait time out though were you like let's try for a girl was there any that like okay we got two boys like what's the reason for the third child kind of a deal for a girl we just I think we want three we grew up with three. Well Michael came from a family of five and so two was boring not enough yeah I think so for him and and I did want a girl, although I would have been completely happy with Absolutely. a boy because yes. 
you know, with the boys, we didn't know what we were having ahead of time back in the day because it cost money to have a sonogram that was that could tell more. You. Yeah. So, you know, and then as soon as each one's born, that's the one you want. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter if it was a boy or a girl. And so, but with Alyssa, we actually did get to have a sonogram ahead of time and knew that we were having a girl and then all the pink exploded and stuff. <laughs> but I had prayed that... When we were pregnant with Alyssa, I was like, all right, Lord, if you don't give me a daughter, just give me great daughter-in-laws. And then I had a daughter, and I said, okay, can I still have great (laughs) (laughs) daughter-in-laws? I want both. And so far, I do. One for, you know, one for one. So that's great. So, because Nathan is married. Nathan's married. You have a little grandbaby. Uh huh. They. Um, and then they have a little granddaughter named Thea. So she's so much yeah. fun. So when you're raising your boys, do you remember back like the hard days, the hard parts? Because like women listen that have little kids or they're raising their kids. Like what piece of advice would you give them that you, now that you're out of it and you're in the grandma, what's your grandma name, by the way? Mimi. Mimi. Now that you're a Mimi. So fun <laughs> when she says it though. Oh, I bet it's so cute. <laughs> what advice or what insights would you give them? That's not the generic, this goes by fast or goes by, you know what I mean? Those yeah. things. Well, you know, I think, um, one of the things that I learned is that every stage of parenting has its difficulties and its Mm. joys and so it's false to think that well as soon as I get out of this it'll be a lot easier it will be easier in some ways Mm -hmm. but then the new ways it's gonna be harder right sure that makes sense um and so and I think because my kids were a little bit more spread out I did enjoy each of those stages because it was I did see how it was going to change and Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to have the baby or I wasn't going to have a toddler as Mm -hmm. much um so that is definitely one of the things that I learned you know Nathan being my first is my guinea pig kid I always would tell him you're my guinea pig kid I'm learning as I go Mm -hmm. and so I think learning how to enjoy um the different things that are difficult. Like even now when uh, my house is always clean because I don't have kids in my house. Oh, right. So nice. But when they come home and they're there and I see, you know, socks everywhere and their stuff everywhere, I actually enjoy seeing it. Cause I'm like, Oh, that means they're here. That's but right. at the time I didn't enjoy it so much. Right. I didn't enjoy all the dirty socks every and everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> now uh-huh. you know there's an end. In uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point though. Cause you should, you have stuff around the house right now that you look at, not you, but let's say me or Debbie, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, why couldn't they just put it in their closet? Three yeah. more steps, and it yeah. could have been in the room that it's supposed mm-hmm. to be in. Yeah. And we get frustrated with it times that we probably should go. At some point, that's going to be gone. Like the dishes and the sink and all those kinds of things that are annoying. No, right. that should always be done. <laughs> socks and shoes, that's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally. It's funny. True, though. Yeah, because the dishwasher won't pick them out of the sink and put them in the dishwasher mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Somebody it's amazing it. how well they can do things and take care of their own space. But as soon as they come home, then oh. those are all I'm glad gone. I, I was glad yeah. to hear other moms who have been through, because this was our first summer to have a returning college kid. And I was like, I'm so glad I heard other moms say that because... When he was way, like, he actually was really good about taking care of all of his stuff, but he had a roommate and they kept the room pretty clean, all that. And it came home and it's like totally reverts back. Yeah. 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 (laughs) To, but again, it's, he's very, we're comfortable in the space, in our space, right? I mean, so I had to take that as a compliment. I chose to. 
You should though, right? I like chose he, to take he, it he as needs a, a place to come home yeah, and be safe and be comfortable yeah. and just let you it know. all hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I would So it's funny. Do you know how I do you know our story? I do. In mine? I do. So because um But tell all of our listeners, Debbie. <laughs> Well, what our story is just on, like, Well, that's great because you know I'm going to keep on telling. I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> all three of our listeners. All three of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get four this year. Um, so, Amory and Michael knew my husband at AM, but not me. Because I'm almost five years younger. I'm in five years younger than y'all, mm-hmm. but I'm almost five years younger than Jamie. And um, so he knew Michael in the core some, and you guys were friends. But. I didn't know y'all, and then you guys went your separate ways after graduation and that kind of stuff. So we moved to Frisco in 97, and um, my husband, Jamie's in a Jason's Deli in Plano, and we moved to Frisco, and it was all fields still, right? Right. Except for a couple of neighborhoods, our neighborhood and, like, one other neighborhood, and there was a Brookshire's, Mm -hmm. and that was it, and La Hacienda, the restaurant. But you drove down Preston um, to get... Any other stuff? You forgot about the what? homes, the whorehouses. I wasn't going to mention those. <laughs> you had to. That's like a Frisco staple back in the day. Yes, there were actually a couple of a couple of them on of both those. sides of the street. There were, yeah, but they had there fences were. covering, so you couldn't see the cars that were. Yeah. We used to drive by them all the time to go to my aunt's house in Louisville, all the time. Yeah, well, and businessmen used to drive up here from Dallas, of course. Yeah. Anyway, that's another part of our sordid history here in Frisco. Mm-hmm. But, and actually, I didn't even know what they were until I started teaching for Frisco, and I had a couple um, students that lived back there. Oh, yeah, because there was but, a, yeah, there was mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, we, Jamie was in line at Jason's Deli, and all of a sudden, he hears this, Vallejo! And he turns around, and Michael's just a few people back from him, and he's like, Lindig, what are you doing? And, well, we're, we live in Frisco, and Jamie's like, well, we just moved to Frisco, and... He's like, where? And they narrow it down, and it's finally, they narrow it down to we are five. We moved in five houses down from you guys. And we, I had never met y'all. Right. And so um, Jamie comes home all excited, tells me that he ran into you guys. And then I remember, we're painting. So he brought food because we had to, we were painting that. And then all of a sudden, and the windows are open because we have an upstairs, and we're painting upstairs. And all of a sudden, we hear y'all yelling with Nathan you only had Nathan at mm-hmm. the time you had Nathan on your hip and I still remember your little picture the three of you down there and they're like <laughs> bye and they're like waving at us <laughs> and I poke my head out and then we go downstairs and that's how we meet right that's right and then um we just become good friends and what's funny is so you stayed home well we were teaching for the school you started teaching for Frisco right I was teaching for him when I first got here and then we both ended up doing the technology facilitation job so we didn't even realize that we'd both gotten hired on mm-hmm. for it. We were at different campuses because I was teaching at middle school level. You were at the elementary level. Um, and then we stayed home with our babies, did breakfast with and Alyssa. coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> when you had uh-huh. Alyssa. I had Joel like probably a couple times a week. So it was fun. Um, so anyway, we just became very good friends. So they're the reason we're actually here at Frisco because yeah. we didn't, we were not Baptist church people. <laughs> And that's well, okay. apparently we I was not, not either. <laughs> I'm not we either. Were, we both grew up non-denominational. We went to a non-denominational church in College Station. We got married in a non-denominational church. And, you know, by, and we were, weren't, but the Lindigs convinced us to come. So we did. Yeah. And it was really 
it was really women's ministry that drew me because it was the Bible studies. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. see there. And then Michael yeah, came along. Right. <laughs> Michael came. <laughs> Do you Don't remember what always. studies you were doing <laughs> or what intrigued you? The first one I ever did was at my neighbor's house, at Marie Merviker's house, and it was um, Joni Erickson Tata on Ooh, Heaven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, Johnny. I, I know that Erickson. story. Yeah, yeah. I know that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that mm-hmm. Bible study. That was the first yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was yeah. a big We did a lot of. Bible studies at homes back then. Yeah. So yes. then there was another couple ones in our neighborhood that as the years would, would go on. So then I got to know more people here because I did the study at Marie Merviker's house, yes. which is right down the street from us. And right. that was a lot of first, um, first Baptist people. Right. Right. Um, then too. So then and that was, was hugely foundational for me because mm-hmm. it really, the, the studies really, um, you know, and there were so many different ones that we did, but really helped me to grow my love for scripture and wanting to learn mm. and, and, and stuff. So that was, and then we were involved in, you know, preschool ministry. So how was that teaching. different? You say it was hugely foundational. How was that different than what you had done at churches before? So, um, I, when I was in my youth group, you know, we, I don't remember having like, Bible studies as much as like sermons and you know little things like that and then we'd go on retreats and have like you know the high emotional yeah. you know experiences but I did do a um, small group with one lady named Leslie Anderson and she was so great and she just did me and a friend and we did navigators and we were yeah. learning scripture together mm. um, and memorizing scripture but hadn't really learned much about how to study God's word more any Mm-hmm. in depth you know more than just like a devotional reading so you felt like you got that when you started doing right. the bible studies that you're right. talking about starting to go in more deeper and thinking of deeper questions and yeah so this trigger or this started because somebody invited you right uh, I, it was I, a neighbor invited I me to come to and it was at her house so it was very comfortable because it was a neighbor i knew yeah. and um so Especially, and then over time, it came just to be like, just during the summer, we would do women's Bible studies were more often at, the, during the summer at people's homes, mm-hmm. where during the school year, it was up at church because mm-hmm. they had childcare and yeah. so forth. But It's funny, I was just doing a study recently on churches in the New Testament, and they talk about home churches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's like 13 different references, most of them, I think eight mm-hmm. of them are out of Acts, and then the other ones just kind of Romans, Second Corinthians, but they're all in homes. Yeah. I thought that would be cool to take them back to home well, but and so when, many people don't want to open their home. I know. It's, home well and when the um how did that it's funny when the new testament churches started spreading right there weren't like temples or meeting places everywhere oh, no. so and you that to really be is too. all that right. they yeah. could have right yeah. it was homes mm-hmm. and stuff and it is interesting though how it spread i think you hit on amory just the relationally the mm-hmm. relational yes. relationship aspect and the aspect that you're studying scripture together in such a way that um, permeates the life you're living together. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing each other in the neighborhood, right. you're talking or you're going for walks and you're doing Bible study together. And it's just kind of this daily interaction that I think in home churches back then happened more. Right. Like I'm struck, even like here in Frisco, we all come together at church, but we disperse and we're all like my, like it took me 25 minutes to drive to my house the other mm-hmm. day because of traffic. You know, we're all just, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about if you want a revival or a movement, 
people started inviting people into their homes to say, let's study God's word. It would probably need to be, be homes. And right. not be discouraged yeah. when it's one or two. Right. Right. Like I remember a friend saying, well, there was only five people. And I was like, that's that was great. huge. Yeah. And she was like, really? Yeah. I said, that, if just, you have to be like, if just one person And shows it's funny up. how we look at success though as numbers. Yes. Versus, and that makes me yeah. want to vomit. Really? But I do mm-hmm. like, it's like, it says Mary's church, jail, jail. Jiler's church, Lydia's church. I mean, it just goes through house to house, Priscilla and Quilla's church, Priscilla and Quilla's church, Nymphus church, Philemon's home. Like that's where the church met in people's homes and they name them in the text. And I think that is so powerful. Definitely. To say thank you for opening up your home. And I was a young, um, you know, I was a young mom and I was a um, young wife. And so Mm. being around different women of different stages, I'll never forget uh, Martha Florence was one of the uh, ladies that was in one of my Bible studies, and she was talking about how she would put um, a shower cap on her head whenever she was like out of her mommy's low and I needed a break. So she would put a shower cap on her head, and that was her kid's signal to leave her alone for a little bit. She needed some time don't ask oh, any questions funny. and so she would tell us so you know buy yourself a shower cap and she goes but you have to take it off you, <laughs> you can't wear it all day long you can't leave it on for a week <laughs> that is awesome that is yeah. so smart though yeah. because you do need a time out or a place to just breathe deeper mm-hmm. she's like I just needed no questions I just needed yes. yeah yeah Wow, we need to institute that. Bring mm-hmm. the shower cap back. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to mom because she has a cup of wine in her hand. <laughs> right? That's kind of the the, the narrative yeah. now. Mom's mm-hmm. got wine or she's got her mommy right. juice. Don't talk to her. No. That actually lingers longer. Right. Just the shower cap the is shower on cap. and off. And it doesn't affect your ability right. to think or process. Right. Right. <laughs> That's true. Well, and we so. were, um, I was talking to somebody the other day just about how how choreographed our kids days are even when they're little no mm. like just this like talking about preschool like that's what Amory does and we'll get into that more I think in just a minute but um it used to even that has changed even so drastically since my kids were little and yeah. it wasn't that long ago they were little it was like 15 years you know where we would gather, we would schedule play dates. So that was the change then. That was the big deal then. Mm-hmm. But now it's like people aren't even doing that as much. And no, they're so still we're doing not, it. Are we? Yes, so? they're still. Yeah, they still do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, they still. But do they it. schedule them, and they all get together. Yeah. Like I remember just growing up, parks. you were in and out of each other's houses all the yeah, time. Yeah. And some groups do that, but they'll do parks or they'll do malls, even though the malls are closed. COVID and I just think that's things. so important to me. That was my shower cap. Yep. Like I was not one oh, that but got you like the social part. Exactly. Like I had to have that was my yes. shower cap. And so it Were you like at the I end like group. don't leave guys? Let's stay longer. <laughs> Who cares if the kids have naps? Let's just keep on talking. Yeah. And, and they're like, all like sneak come on guys, Debbie's not looking. Let's yeah. go. Move. Move. Get out. Well <laughs> for me too, like I was a working mom for my first two kids so mm. I wasn't home so I didn't yes. get to do play dates or get to but do you those your social things probably at work some right so with, I did I was at a school mm-hmm. with lots of young moms mm-hmm. and so we would talk you know and and do that but um it wasn't the Christian environment as far as like True, sharing say, mm-hmm. you know good wisdom mm-hmm. and necessarily um so with Alyssa it was different because yeah. I did get to do some of that then but so Bible study was huge for me at that yeah. time when my kids especially for when my boys were little because I didn't have those other types of engagement with other women in a Christian way so women's Bible studies I mean I would so call Marie like literally we'd say okay let's get together Wednesday this week it'd be like Monday let's do Monday too <laughs> 
Friday. Okay, Friday. Let's too. Just do it. You need more. You can just <laughs> walk down the just street. Like, yeah. Well, and I think too that it was. I wanted to stay home. That was my first. You know, you're, so we were both in big transition because even though you had two, you had gone to work, and right. I had always worked since I was like 15 years old. Like I did not know any different. Right. And I do think that's an adjustment for young moms and for that was Greg and I's biggest right. argument was you want to stay home. Oh. I want to stay home. Then why don't you enjoy this? Or why are you upset about the yes. money? Or what? Like we had to argue and he was like, do you want to say, I want to stay home. Well then enjoy staying home, but I can't enjoy staying home because what about, and I was like, wait, yeah. too. I worked yeah. since I was yeah. whatever age. And it and takes, it's, it's a mind. It, it is uh, kind of a bit of a mind buster. You just have to, you don't realize just well, there's the no ups paycheck. and downs of that. There's no page. No scoreboard. Like there's no way to help you kind of go, Oh, well, I'm doing it because of this. And, and I didn't it, realize how much my identity was tied up in my absolutely. Oh, and mine I was a hundred percent. I was like, I, yeah, exactly. And it, it took me by surprise. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that about myself. I learned it pretty fast. Well, because yeah. the things that you're doing are so repetitive, never ending. You know, yeah. dinners and meals and dishes mm-hmm. and diapers and And Joel's and a little baby. He's not looking at me like, you're doing a great job. Right. Mom. No. <laughs> Good right. job. None of that. No, he's smiling. And there's no still. paycheck associated with anything. Yeah. Like, that sure. was my hang up. Well, and then, too, we mm. didn't have the internet like we have now. So you only... You didn't have as many options as ways to entertain yourself as you have now with your phone. So there was very little daytime TV that was very, you know, Mm -hmm. I do remember feeling like I had nothing to tell my husband or talk about when he got home. And I found myself um, discussing the uh, reruns of Hawaii (laughs) Five-0 because... That was all that was on TV at the time. And I was like, I have sunk With to a new low. <laughs> I am telling you about Dano. And I, I mean, I, that was such a low. Oh That's my all word. I have to tell you. I did get oh. sucked into those shows. Like at the three o'clock and four o'clock hour. I remember what that. What were those? Up. Oprah back then? Oprah was Wasn't at four. Broke? Ellen was at three. Oh, and Ellen right. made me laugh when the little kids. And then there was a show in the morning that I would watch when they would take morning naps. But I don't remember what it was. I don't think it was like a Maury Povich, but it could be. You never know. Yeah. I did find myself getting lured back into days of our lives. And I was like, that's my college years. Let that go. And like, the story really had grown there. much. Nope. No, nope. Just he's still alive. Oh, I thought that, he died. No, yeah, no he's, he's still alive. alive. Yeah. I never did get into those. Oh, I got I into got other stuff, into but I never got yeah. into that stuff. Oh, days that of our is lives. so interesting. So then um, what is your favorite part of the ministry? So your ministry here is working with kids like littles you're threes and fours mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and so and some fives some, some fives, fives. Mm-hmm. yes we have tk yes yeah. some fives um so you have a lot of teachers that work for you They're all certified teachers and they love um, you love love their job everything um but what is your so there's you probably have a million things that you love about what you do but what's your name one or two of your favorite parts of ministry um well, you know, when I at. ended my teaching career in the district, I was teaching teachers and somewhat teaching kids, but I was teaching and training teachers. And I really enjoyed that. I had, it was a lot of fun to do that. And so that was a great transition into being the director because um, I am still teaching teachers and training teachers and, and, but I get to interact with kids as well. Um, so training and equipping people, I do love mm-hmm. doing that. Um, I love just listening along with parents. And I, I remember when I was a young teacher, I was terrified of talking to parents when it came to any kind of, mm-hmm. any, kind, any kind of problem. 
you know, just because I felt like I didn't have any answers. I didn't know what to do, but just this is a problem. That's all I know. It's a problem. Mm -hmm. But I felt helpless as to how to help you. I was young and didn't have as much, very much experience either. And so now just through um, age, experience, and lots of reading and intentional learning, um, then I feel like I have more tools and more um, suggestions as to different ideas and things to do. So I, I enjoy being able to share some of the things that I've learned. So what you do? What is it? Coffee with the director? Or donuts the, with the director. Donuts with the director that you do like once a month or once a about, quarter. Yeah, about five times during the school year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, w- I went to a couple. I remember and loving them. And then it was fun being out and people being like, she's talking about kids reading, and I was like, whoa, she's so good. Just go, just go listen. You'll get something out of it. <laughs> so it's fun that you turned it around in the sense of I want, I want to get better at this. Yes. And you have the knowledge, and then to be able to share, it. and you share it with such a grace filled way that there's no condemnation if your kid doesn't can't read or right is struggling you're like that's okay we'll work through it like you're so you're so sweet well <laughs> you know I think we're all doing the best we know how to do that's mm-hmm. just the reality and we're, none of us are intentionally trying to uh, we're all be a bad kids, parent but we're not right? doing it on purpose no the the question is though if we are willing to grow in that we may be mm-hmm. doing the best we can do at that moment but, that, but are we willing all, to grow yeah. and i think just that's how it is as part of our sanctification right god mm-hmm. loves us and accepts us as we are but he wants more for us and so he constantly is growing us and changing us and that's the same with anything as a teacher as a parent we all have a need to continue to grow mm-hmm. it never stops i hope to still be learning when i'm however old mm-hmm. I am when I leave. So it's true. So what, um, what's one of the hardest things about ministry about doing what you're doing? Well, I think that one of the hardest things is that, um, none of us like things that aren't easy and, uh, we want quick fixes. So when we're dealing with a situation that is hard, you know, whether it be with a staff person and with a student or with a parent we just kind of want quick fixes Mm. and that is just not the way things happen we Mm. not with anything in our life do we ever you know whether it's weight loss or exercise it takes work it takes time and it takes intentionality so have you always been this way what not like patient or discerning or even the ability to see that it's not a quick fix Probably like I more you than... like walking little kids like to the principal's office, like to your office and just be like, oh, and then the little boy has to sit there, but, and he has got to take his time out. And I was like, that's just so, you're so tender in how you view kids and the learning process. But then it even translates from what I'm hearing you say, like we, we want it to be so quick and fast and you remind us, no, it can't. You actually have to have patience during this. Yeah. I, I'm not quick tempered. So more I'm, I tend to be more personality-wise, mm. not quick-tempered, so mm. uh, more patient, I guess. But, I mean, in other ways, that doesn't mean I like it <laughs> when things well, take exactly, time. Right. I don't enjoy the process, and so sometimes that conflict happens, like, you know, things I, I don't like about my job is I don't like having to find teachers because mm. it takes time, and it takes work, and, it, and it, I wanted to know, like, when the summer starts, I want to have a complete staff. I don't want to have to be keep on working and finding it. I just want it to be easy. I want them to all come to really, me. it really, like, never works that it way. It never works that way. God is always faithful and brings me great people. 
but sometimes I'm always like, okay, God, did you see the I calendar? Know, we- <laughs> the calendar says school starts this day. So we actually need people in the classrooms. And um, so that part I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a people pleaser. So, um, you know, when I make class lists, you know, I'm always trying to – I pray over it, trying to find good mixes. And I know that sometimes I'm not always going to make everybody happy. I don't like that. Um, but those are all parts of the That's why you have a job. good co-worker, right? <laughs> it's a good balance between the yeah. two of you. Yeah, it's kind of like husband and wife on it that. It is. It totally uh-huh. is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, we're, let's do the lightning round. Yes, We've been talking it. for a while, so we want to ask the lightning round questions. Great. Ready? Um, I'm ready. What is the last show that you binged, watched, and loved? The last show I binge watched in love. Uh, so um, we love any kind of British TV. So um, we love Call the Midwife. Oh, oh. look into that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is something that people people often get wrong about you? I, I think that people think that because I am like you said, patient, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that I don't ever feel impatient. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to look that way. Mm -hmm. It's good. It doesn't come out outwardly. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I had a new one. What was your favorite street you grew up on and why? My favorite street. Yeah. I pretty much grew up on one street. So, so that has to be your favorite. Yeah. So Canyon Valley is uh, the street that I grew up on since I was little bitty and my mom still lives there. So, oh, she does. Yeah. So, Why was it a great street? Well, I had um, some really, so we had the friends that introduced my mom to um, Christ, the neighbors next door. And so, um, and Becky's birthday was a day before mine. And so we had super fun when we were little and then I had some other friends down the street and they I have a younger brother and so there's always like they were always pairs like a boy and a girl and a boy and a girl and a boy and a girl and we would make skits and perform them for our families which I know they just loved (laughs) 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 for so long (laughs) that's hilarious the things we would do for our children Uh that's true okay the noisy narrative is about cutting through the noise and getting to the heart of the matter what is your narrative right now so you're going to fill in the blank. Blank narrative. Blank narrative. We'd like to make you think. Say it again. Cutting through the noise cutting and light. The, so the noisy narrative is about cutting through the noise and getting to the heart of the matter. What is your narrative right now? Fill in the blank. So instead of noisy narratives, you put something else for noisy. Okay. Um... Such a great question. I think I'm gonna say that every time. I think. <laughs> um, does this make sense? Empty nest narrative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I am now, you know, for the most part of the year, technically an empty nest, mm-hmm. and so uh, I am relearning what that means. Then, uh, as bad habits that you grow into mm-hmm. as a husband wife. And what does that look like? You know, when you're, when you have kids at your home, it's easy to be distracted by the things that are yelling at you the most that need your time and your attention and just in normal things, then your spouse loses that each, Mm -hmm. both of you, like you just don't make that a priority. Mm -hmm. So now, and you're busy, Mm -hmm. busy. And so now not so much. Yeah. Our schedule isn't as busy. So relearning what that means and how to you be. look at each other more. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, what are we going to do? Like, I remember one night sitting there watching TV going, 
this all we're going to do every night is watch TV? And thinking, you know, what what is it that we should be doing? Mm-hmm. How should we be spending these years mm-hmm. as empty nesters? So. Oh, that's good. I like that. Okay, you are a ghost at your funeral. What do you hope people say about you? And you cannot say she was a good and faithful servant, and then Debbie has one. What's one that you don't like? Love Jesus. Oh, it's not Jesus. that I don't like it. It's just that we, we're assuming so all that. Yes, yes. Yeah. we're assuming you love Jesus right. and you lived a good and faithful life. Yeah. That's what we're hoping. I'm assuming. So, I hope so, too. Yes. And so what yeah. What would they say about you? Those are already going to be said. Yes. What are they going to say about me? In well, addition to those things. Yes. So I'm an Enneagram 2, which means I love helping people. That is one of the things that I love doing, and sometimes for healthy reasons and sometimes unhealthy reasons, mm-hmm. depending on the moment. So I hope that there will be people there that say I helped in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. That's great. You helped them. Yes. Yeah. You helped me. You helped me earlier today. So you're, you're killing it right now. <laughs> you're doing great. We'll see if that was in health or unhealth. <laughs> I know. Well, it was in health. It okay, was good. Because I think it, the unhealth is always when it benefits you, right? True. So True. you're helping me to Or when know. you're looking for help out of a motivation for something for yourself. Yeah. Like, Do you need something from me or want I don't something? need anything Okay, see, you. it's totally healthy. Great. You're, we're totally good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We were able to figure that one out. That's so funny. Okay, was there another one no, or was that it? it? That was the lightning mm-hmm. round? Okay, Great. good job on the lightning round. You survived. I did. Wow. That was harder than I thought it was going to be. There's no trap door that we released <laughs> to let you just go. <laughs> into you the haven't muck. left the room yet, though. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming to talk to us. We Thanks always love having, having you me. on. We'll have you on as an expert again at some point. With need to, I'll need to read another book. Some, yes. Well, you are. You're <laughs> you in the middle of looking through reading. stuff right I now. Am, you I are. Am. You sent I me one because I, I needed do. it. Yes, which I, I love. Which so one? we'll have you Tell on for that one. one. What book well, are you sharing? Well, hold on. We, we, need to, we need, should we tell him now? or should Well, we the yes. book that I haven't read, but the person who wrote it that I've been listening to and doing lots of his trainings his name is dan saint romain and the book that he wrote is teaching skills breaking habits mm. but i haven't started reading it yet because i literally just found him in the last like, she already weeks. gave me a couple of things that he said uh, that okay. i really liked mm-hmm. okay wait have so, you read the book take back your family by jefferson bethke i have not okay we'll talk about that later okay it was take good. back your family and when i say read i listen to a lot of books yeah <laughs> As I multitask, so. Oh, that's good. I think a lot of us do that now. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of people that do. Okay, well, there you go. We even left you with a resource, people. Hey, don't say we never gave you anything. Two, that's right. Two resources. Um, Yes, so we'll have you back on at some point with some expert kind of thoughts and ideas about preschoolers and all things children. Um, other than that, that is it from us today. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Thank for you for having me. Coming. Thank you. And um, hopefully you guys have a good rest of your week. And we will talk to you again soon. This is Noisy Narrative out. Bye. Life can be amazing.